you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. What's up, y'all? This is Emilio, the poet. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and we back with another quarantine episode of Dribbling Dimes. With us today, we've got a Marietta, Georgia native. He made his bones as a professional dunker. He, you might have seen this dude on the Dunk King, or in a municipality near you as part of the Harlem Wizards. Shout out to E. Jones, by the way, uh, Dribbling Dimes alumni. Also, the plug, getting yeah. a, getting a hold of this young man. Uh, he's he's known, and we, uh, we want to validate this while we have this conversation. But he's known as the best one foot dunker in the world. That's wow. that's that's pretty pretty big props. Uh, and uh, yeah, man. So right now he's in quarantine back home, um, but he be traveling all over with with the Harlem Wizards, like I mentioned. With us today is Jordan Flight Sutherland. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's staying blessed and safe during this quarantine time. Please stay, uh, excuse my French, stay your ass in the house. You need to stay <laughs> in the house. If you have no, if you have nothing, if you're not exercising or doing something productive, stay in the house. You are risking it all for a double cheeseburger from Wendy's. Stay in the house. Go to the grocery <laughs> store and then go at home and go cook. Like, stay in the house. I'm sick of this. People out here risking it all. Yo, yo, this man is just solidified what he's gonna do after his basketball career is done. <laughs> why? Why after? Why? This is like the the night shift. All right, all right, all right. Fuck it. Right now, <laughs> fuck it. Hey, got shit now, goddamn. <laughs> yo, so Jordan, man, um, thank you, thank you for joining us. Um, I, I know you got you've got your parenting um that that is uh, taking up a lot of your time uh, through all of this, yeah. which I want to get into a little bit, but. Um, I, li- I like to understand kind of where that first memory came uh, of your love and appreciation for the game, right, for basketball. Like, what was that pivotal moment that you was like, yo, I want to find a lane to play somehow, some way, this game? Do you remember when that so was? I, when I, everybody asks me this, I always tell them it happened in three separate moments. And I can remember them. It happened when we were talking earlier when I was two, when my parents first put the ball in my hand, watching all the Jordan VHSs and stuff like that. My mom being from Chicago, it was nothing but bull stuff in the house. Mm. I'm named after Michael Jordan. My name was supposed to be Jordan Michael. My dad didn't allow it, so it's Jordan Marcus, Marcus after Marcus Garvey. So oh, okay. Nice. So it's like if basketball was there, like knowledge in basketball, like my mom was a teacher, my dad was a hooper. So it's like, that was together like so it was always like either you dropping knowledge you hooping same thing like i've always had that type of mindset and i knew i wanted to play basketball like when you got them papers when you kid what you want to do when you grow up basketball player like i used to write it all the time and then seventh grade is when seven six seven grades when aau came like aau really started picking up and when i got on the aau circuit i was like 
all right, like, nah, like, you good. You can, like, kind of go to college with this. Mm. And then got to high school, coach tells me I'm good enough. I play none of my four years. <laughs> none. Wait, wait, wait. None. <laughs> none. How does that happen? He's like, yo, you so, nice, but you're not playing? I can go through every list. Freshman year, I'm a five six freshman. I got what a six five six five, five uh six seven wingspan. Can shoot. Can I'm I'm rim grazing at this time, but I'm new to the school. I take the L freshman year to some guys that were our parents work for the school. Whatever politics. I take that L freshman year. I got three more years. I'm gonna get better. I'm no. I'm hopefully I'm get I'm gonna get taller because my mom's five five. My dad's five ten, but he could jump. So I'm like, ah, hopefully. Sophomore <laughs> year, get to five nine, five eight. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is probably it. I'm a little <laughs> lankier. I'm like in like it, to describe my game at that time. Tayshawn Prince on defense, Reggie Miller on offense. I'm not driving too hard. I'm shooting, slashing. Then junior year, I, this is the year. I summer happens. I wake up. I'm six foot one day. I'm like, oh, we can dunk easy now. It's I'm like, this is it. You told me I was good enough my first two years when I was shorter. So now that I'm better, taller, there's no excuses. Make the first cut. Everything's good. Make the second cut. We have, we have the second cut. It's me on a team with the other five guys that aren't on the team that made the first cut versus their five. Mm. We win. I lead. I had 15 of the 21 points. I'm dropping assists. I'm like, I did everything. They like, yo, we can't wait till you play. Two days later, the paper come up. No Jordan. I go to his office. I'm like, Yo, what's going on? He's like, I know I ain't been in playing. So if you want me to like drop down to JV for a couple games until you feel like I'm ready for varsity because I didn't play my first two years yeah. and you feel like I got to catch up, then we can do that. Look me in my face and said, you're good enough to make my varsity, but I don't want to take any spots away from developing JV. But if you want to be a team manager... What? I set that up. I went to do track after that. That's when I started doing track my junior year, which ended up leading me to get my scholarships and getting to college and things like that. So it all worked out. Wow. But at the end of the day, I'm not mad because now that I've looked at it over time in retrospect, it happened for a reason. Because everybody that played basketball from my graduating class at that school never went past junior college. Mm, okay. And I found my own lane after college like walking on my college junior college team and then the dunk contest which led me to the wizards and where i'm at now and all that happened from graduate after i graduated i, I got back into basketball i had gave up after my senior year i was like it's either going to the olympics to do high jump because i jumped seven foot two my first year of high jumping with no practice and no like coach so i was like i'm going to the olympics i'm four inches off from a gold medal and then, but basketball was like, it kept calling me. And I was like, why? I can do track, but I could touch way more people through basketball than I could do through track because more people play basketball. And right. I was trying to figure out why, like, all these basketball things start popping up, like, to lead into how I got to the Wizards. Mm. I was watching O and one stuff on all the old VHSs, watching all the old stuff. And end up like yo they still do open runs this is like 2014 i'm like yo i know and one ain't around but they had ball up at the time yep and i was wondering if ball up was doing open runs they came to atlanta did the open run i tried out made the team and then that's when i found out about the dunk world from that i was trying to hoop 
Like everybody think I was trying to do the dunk stuff. I was like, no, I was trying to go overseas. Right. And, and the dunk stuff came up in the middle of that because God was like, look, I told you play basketball, but you're not going the right way. Go this way. <laughs> he put me in the once I got my first contest, uh uh Indiana 2014 Sprite contest. Daryl Dawkins is one of the judges. I do my contest, I will get second place. He looks me in my eyes and say, you will be here for a long time because I see you have a passion for this. And he saw me talking to some kids afterwards. Mm. So he told me, like, you're going to be here for a long time. Ended up doing another Sprite contest in New York where I met Space Jam, another member of the Harlem Wizards. Yep. And the owner of the Wizards, Todd Davis, was there. And he saw me. And, you know, I'm at that time, I'm 21. So he's like, young legs, I need them. Like, he seen me flying around. And he knew I was just energetic, hyper. He was like, yo, he's going to be good with the kids. I wonder how he's going to do. And they like got the call when I'm at work. They're like, yo, can you fly to New Jersey tomorrow? Now, at the time, I'm working two jobs. Like, It's so much to this story. I'm working two jobs because my mom had got diagnosed with breast cancer my senior year, which was oh, in the God. year after was when she was going to retire from teaching. So it was like everything hit. At once, I was like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, track basketball, like what I'm going to do. She gets like she gets down as she's retiring, like her retiring year. She has to deal with that. It's supposed to be one of her happiest years. Yeah. All that's going on. And once she got once the chemo was done, she got healthy. She's the one that told me, please go follow your dream. I want you to do that. And that's how I ended up getting back into the basketball and the dunk because I was still on track. And then I just walked onto my college team and then dunked. So, so, so this there's a lot to unpack, right? Um, yeah, you, it's a it's a movie. I tell people like if if my life was a movie, it'd be one of the greatest movies ever. Like don't, it's don't, don't crazy. Give that, don't give up on that. There's a, a, right. oh, it's happening. I, half my novels done. Okay, half my novels <laughs> already done. I just got more life to live before I would want to put right. out this movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, gotcha. I mean. You you are you still a really young cat considering yeah, like there's a lot man. there's a lot of runway for you still. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, Literally, man. So you you no. talked. I'm glad. I'm by the way. I I, I know the the it's kind of a you know the the cancer thing ends up being all right with your mom, which is dope. I mean, I saw her rooting you on at at the in, in the um the dunk the dunk show with uh, Shaq and them. Uh, and and I was like, damn, yo, she got mad energy. Like she was moving like, crazy. When people see when people see that, when I tell people like that was the hardest time, but like to see her not have that because yeah. she's energetic like me. She was teach like she's hype. She's every day. She was hype. She was just so with so much life. She would go around decorating the house all day like she loves to decorate. Yeah. And so when the chemo started. And she doesn't have that energy. She's just on the couch every day. Like, she can't do nothing. Like, and I'm just helping as much as I can. Got to go to work and come home. And she's still in the same spot to see that. And once she started getting her energy back, I was like, I'm never going to take my time for granted again. Mm. I'm going to use every second I got to either improve my life or help somebody else out. Because you only get 24 hours in a day. If you improve yourself and improve at least one person, you had a successful day no matter what. So I took that as my mission every day. And I still take it to this day. So you, you, you got to college on a scholarship regardless, right? No. So this is what happened. I got to college on, I, so this, this like, it's crazy. My track coach, my senior year withheld 15 D one scholarships from me because he was a part-time football coach. And we had a football star that was going to go to LSU. 
and they were focused on him. Like they, the whole school was pretty much focused on trying to make him the super athlete, like forcing him to play basketball when he didn't want to play because he could have got hurt. Yep. He didn't want to do certain stuff. Like so, they was focused on him. I had offers from Ohio State, Florida, LSU, Florida State, Arizona, Arizona State for for one year of high jump. I only started high jump my senior year, Damn. so. I go, I start doing my college tours over the summer and every school I go to, cause I end up getting on this recruiting site and they showed me who was offering me. And I was like, I ain't got nothing in the mail. They were sending it to the school. Yep. Cause my address wasn't on the school's database because I wasn't supposed to go there. I was out of district. My mom just happened to work for the school district. So we didn't have a set address on there. Yep. So, but they let us go cause she worked in the school system. I go to four schools. They're like, yeah, we talked to your coach. We told him everything. He said you were a great athlete. He just said he didn't know if you took the took track serious. I was like, <laughs> I got third in the state for him. He, I got jumper of the year award. Like, what do you mean? I told him I wanted to go to the Olympics. So the, it was <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, y'all, why do y'all keep trying to hold me back? I'm like, I see the basketball. It's over with. I'm doing track now. I'm on the team. I'm varsity lettering. Like, what do you want from me? Right. So I like so I end up having and then she gets diagnosed. So I was finna go away to school. She gets diagnosed with the cancer. Everything's crashing. So I feel like it happened for a reason because I end up staying at a junior college that was closer. We're doing track. I want to say I I I do track for maybe two months. Get a scholarship from walking onto the track team because I didn't because I like the process was going through the college process and trying to sign up for classes with everything that's going on and no not knowing which school to go to because I didn't have the regular recruiting process. Yep. Like throughout my whole senior year, I could see what schools was liking me, see what I wanted to do. I had two months of my summer to figure out where I was about to go to school and try to accept the scholarship and everything. So it was just hectic. Hmm. Two months into the junior college, get a scholarship. Two months later, the whole track team is gone. We don't have a budget. Track team canceled. Everybody's scholarship's done. We got nothing. Yo! So I'm like, damn. So now it's November. I'm trying, I'm like, what am I finna do? Walk on the basketball team, because we had they had trials in October. I'm at the gym because we don't, it's a junior college. We didn't have our own gym. They was using a wreck. I'm at the wreck, just they're like, yo, trial for the team. Like the coaches come in, in like two hours, trial for the team. So I'm like, whatever. Funny story about this. I got ODB braids. Like, I'm not ready to do nothing. I got the braids with the plaits in the back. Right. Like, I was finna go do like an old school photo shoot with my boy after I got done hooping. They like, let's go try out. I'm like, yo, whatever. Well, first place, dunk on the starting center. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Second play, we do because we're doing the uh two down, we doing the three down, two back. Yeah. I'm like, I dunk on the starting center. He pulls me to the side. He's like, why didn't you try out before? I was like, I was on a track team. I'm not supposed to be here. I told him everything. I told him, like, I gave up on basketball. Like, it was done. I just do it for fun. He was like, no, you're here. I was like, all right. Halfway into the season, that's when the Sprite Indiana, and then, Oh, so you didn't even have a chance to really do Juco because dunk contest stuff started to pick up. It took off, like. Everything happened so fast from the moment I graduated after that summer was over to the when the dunk career started. I graduated tw- 2012. My first dunk contest was 2014, and I joined the Wizards 2015. Wow. So the years I was, like, training, trying to work on my, like, my game and just work on my bounce, soon as 2014 hit, gone. 
Damn. Everything just it took off because social media, Instagram was like really putting people on at that point. 2014 is when Instagram could really change your life. Like it got to that point. And the Duncan, when Instagram first happened, like it's kind of watered down now. Yeah. When it first happened, you had to be that dude. And if you was that dude, you was pulling in. I was pulling in 100K views of video with like 10,000 followers. Now I got 80 something and I'm only pulling in 60 something. Yeah. But it was it was so tight knit. You only had five or 10 dudes you knew they had all the dunks. That mm-hmm. was it. Now you got high schoolers losing their mind every day. <laughs> No, so let me so let me ask you. I'm sorry about that. Let me ask you a question. So, as far as because what, what I see from you is a lot of incredible perseverance. Like I feel like, you know, you 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 already quit basketball. You jump into the arena for track. You're all in. What what kind of guy? Did you even have space to kind of not say quit, but like to feel defeated or feel down about stuff? Or was it just like you didn't have time or what? what like I just don't understand how you just like all right, this is over. This is it. Like tell me about that process. I like I want to tell this to the kids too. I tell them all the time. I was that kid for a couple years. I was always the why. I'm like, why does this keep like I know like every time I get I feel like I got to the top of the mountain, it just crumbled. Every time. Like I'm like, all right, I get to the point where I'm doing good in basketball. I get to high school, can't even play. All right, forget it. Do track, get to that point. The track team at the college gets cut. So I'm like, damn, like what's going on? Like it, it, and it's been days like when Nipsey said it, it's so, been so many days I wanted to quit, but I just knew I couldn't give up because my mama didn't quit. Mm. She had cancer. Like she give up. She's out of a life. I give up. I just can't play. I'm not playing basketball no more. That's that, that, that don't equal up. So it was just like, I feel down on myself for maybe a week. Sometimes like depression is real. And especially as far as the minority community, we don't talk about it enough. Depression yeah. is real. Like, on an outside note, I lost seven family members in a three-year span from seventh to ninth grade as I'm transferring schools. Wow. Wow. I went went to so many funerals so early. Like, I I lost three uncles, two aunties. I lost both my grandparents before I graduated high school. So, like, it's – I've dealt with so much for so long. Because my my mom's from Chicago. My dad's from Youngstown, Ohio. They they grew up in the projects, so when they got older, they was like, we're going to get to the suburbs, but it's the same situation that anybody hears. It's a bunch of pe- parents that grew up in the projects that moved to the suburbs, and they and they feel like we was like, we were in a cul-de-sac, so it was like we were all learning from each other, but when you go to your parents' city during the summer, you see a whole different side of life. Yeah. Like, I seen the Marietta side of life. I seen Atlanta. Then I seen Chicago. I seen Ohio. And I'm like, wow. All of this. I'm like, yeah, all right. I get why you the way you are and why you the way you are. I get why y'all together, what you needed from me. Like, I understood a lot. Like, just seeing how everything happened when they grew up. So, when I got to my point, I'm like, yeah, I'm old. Like, I knew at, by, like, 13, I was like, yeah, I don't do what y'all do. Like, I just don't. I don't. It just doesn't interest me. It clicked. It, never, like, it clicked early. I was like, all right. Like, this is how I knew it clicked early. Like, another funny story. I got many. I'm younger. You know, when you a kid, everybody loved candy. They love sweets. Now, instead of me asking my parents, hey, can you give me some money for some candy? 
I asked my dad, he was working at BJ's, which is like uh, Sam's Club. Yep. Yeah. I asked him, can you get me the variety pack of candy? And I won't ask you no more. I'll, I start buying it myself after that. He didn't know what I meant, but he got me the variety pack. I was cutting the Starburst packs in half and selling like three Starbursts a piece for 25 cents. <laughs> I put like skid, I put like the Skittles in a bag and put like half a bag of Skittles. You can get that for 50 cents. And I was doing that. And like maybe a year later, I bought my own PlayStation 2. And he was like, I thought you wanted one for Christmas. I was like, yeah, I did. But I didn't want you to get it for me. And he was like, why? I was like, I don't know. I never used to ask them for stuff. The most I ever asked my mom for for Christmas was a basketball goal. Like, that was probably the biggest thing I asked for. And when it came to game systems, I was like, I'll do what I can to help. I'll rake the yard. Like, I'll go rake the neighbor's yard, cut some grass, wash some cars. I had a car wash business at 8, from 8 to 10. Damn, My neighbor, like, I ran that. <laughs> I, that was me. Like, nobody's supposed to be 8. And you made, like, if I look back now, like, if somebody asked me a crazy question the other day, if you can go back and tell your youngest self anything, what would it be? i go back, and from when I was hustling at that point, because my mom had made me a savings account back then. I would be like, yo, put all of that there and let it get interest because mm. I'd be good. No no nine-year-old is supposed to make $900 in a year off of candy. You're not supposed to do that. But my dad worked at BJ's, so he was getting me the variety packs for free. Oh, so you so, was just like the I'm profit moving. margin was crazy. <laughs> no teachers are saying nothing. They like, yo, he's an entrepreneur. I, I like it. Like, a couple of my teachers was like, we like it. Go ahead. That's dope. So, like, that. It's always been like that for me. Like it's always been like go, just get up and go, figure it out as you go. Speaking of getting, speaking of getting up, um, how, how what's your vert right now? Like, yeah, how many inches? I can't give a real like. I don't know the actual number, but the last time I tested it, my standing vert, like just yep. standing on the ground, two feet in the air, was forty. But mm. everybody knows I'm a one foot jumper, so my one foot one step is fifty two. <laughs> Yo, so, div- divide that by two and subtract fifteen. That's your boy. <laughs> Yo, that number you just said don't even make sense to me in my head. I can't even compute that. It's crazy. I don't understand. Like when I dunk and I can see, like the first time I ever looked in the rim was uh, my freshman year of college at a dunk contest. And when it when it first happened, I was like. Nah, nah. And then they showed me the video and I was like, oh, and now it's so normal to me now. I do it and they'd be like, yo, you jumped mad high. I was like, I felt like that was low. It was like, but my head be right here. And they're like, no, that that was that was high. I'm just so used to it now. Yo, you know, since we're talking about Duncan, right, and uh, I asked you off air, but I want to ask again, you know, we're talking to the two people that wish they could dunk, especially like, but just dunk. I'll take a dunk at this point, but. My question is, have you ever feared being up there? Like, you ever been? Yes. Is that is that happened once in a while, or is it, like, happened? Like, I want to I answer this question. So, it's only two times in my life I've ever been scared while doing any type of jumping. One was the first time I jumped over somebody six foot nine or taller. He was, I think he was, like, 6'10", and that was the first, like, six, we call them sixers. So, that's 6'7 up. Like, you 6'7 and up, and we jump over you, that's an accomplishment. Yep. So, the first time I did that, I was scared because that's before I knew you could do this. And jump and get a little boot. I was going off the dribble. 
So oh. I, my first time jumping over somebody, it was my college teammate, and he was 6'10", and it was off the dribble over him. Second, the uh, that was the second time. The first time was in high school. First time jumping six foot eight. I jump. I notice I'm too far over. I go straight over the bar, straight to the ground. I don't hit the mat. I go straight back first to the ground over. So I'm six feet eight inches in the air backwards, looking at the sky. I just know I got to hit the ground at some point. Wow. And I was I was trying my best not to flip. Because, you know, when you're high jumping, you're back like that. So if I flip, I was going to land on my neck. So I literally had to recoil my body and just land on my back and just take it. And just, I hit the, hit the ground, rolled out. It was like, you good? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Wait, so just doing high jump, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Damn. I, it wasn't really scary, but one time I somebody threw me an alley-oop and it was really high and I thought I was going to hit my head on the side of the backboard, which wow. has happened to me three times. But I oh. thought that was going to happen then. Yo, you you heard the stories of like Earl Goat, Man and Goat. There's the rumor about him grabbing change. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that one day. I just got to find the right gym to be able to do it like so I can have my ladder because a lot of gyms don't let you use ladders in their gym for some reason. Uh. So I just if I can get a ladder and put it up there, I'm gonna do it because I've touched 13 feet every year. Like, I'm gonna dunk 13 feet too. That's gonna happen for me. I feel it. Every time I do the vert test on the bar, I'm touching over the backboard every time. Like so, top of the backboard, this is over it every time. I'm six four with a six nine wingspan. Yo, let me ask you a question. vertical, like. Let me ask you a question because I I thought to myself this is before I met you or anything like that like I was thinking, you know, years ago not none this particular year past but years ago the dunk contest the NBA dunk contest was just kind of like lame it wasn't too energetic there was a, a time period it was just being like I was like this is I was over it to be honest and um, it just picked up recently Zach Levine and then Aaron Gordon etc but my question to you is in the background like when nobody looking you guys ever go up against any like top tier NBA dunkers or anybody that's solidified in the world so, outside of your own leagues that got shut i don't know if like this is the reason that got shut down but i know back in the day some of the nba players used to do dunk contests against some of the dunk like the older dunkers in the game when they were first coming up yeah like i know i remember i seen shannon brown did a contest with one of my guys smooth in ukraine and stuff like that and we was busting their ass yeah <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> It's like, it's no offense to them. Like, it's a contest you can look up right now where it was James White when he was in the league. It was James White versus Guy Dupuis and T-Dub. And James White was jumping through the roof. But when it got to them, you couldn't touch them. Mm. And it's like, and that's why the NBA dunk contest is kind of where it's at now because you got guys like us. They can't, like, those guys, they'll tell you. They get it from us. It's a guy named Chuck Milan who runs Team Flight Brothers. He's pretty much the dunk coach for the NBA guys. So he's when they go up there, they showing them our videos. Like if Chuck, if Zach Levine would have been in the dunk contest, Chuck would have been showing him my videos. Cause if you've seen the video when he did the between the legs joint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like where you think he got it from? Like it just happens like that. So they've been watching us for years. Like Aaron Gordon is a friend of mine. Mm. Okay. I met my first ever dunk contest I won was Aaron Gordon Dunk Fest. And we've been cool ever since. Like follow each other on IG talk all the time. So after this, this contest, I was like, all right, I know he's not going to do no more. Damn. Like, that's like what yeah, you got to do. Like, what yeah. you got to do? What, what do you what do you think needs to change? Like, if if you had if they, t- if they came to you and it was like, you're Jordan. 
Tell us exactly how the format and what only needs to happen. Two things to switch that. It's only two things you can do to switch that. One, have only judges that have been in an NBA dunk contest and or won one. So I really will go to go for win one. If you got to be to, you have to win a dunk contest to be a judge. And two, have some of either us dunkers or if y'all just don't want to use this because we might not be as high profile for you, get the professor or some of these guys who know about dunking yeah. to judge it. Y'all had Chadwick Bozeman out there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he don't know about dunking. Yeah. That yeah. man's never dunked the ball in his life. I mean, that, that was all marketing. Like, I understand <laughs> Candace Parker. She's a basketball player. She knows about dunking. She's female to dunk, but she's not. She's not jumping over people. It's no offense to her, but you don't know the mechanics that go into certain dunks. Right. You don't know how difficult or how much more difficult this is than just jumping over somebody. Like when Derrick Jones did his first between the legs over, I'm like, that's cool, but you did three between the legs already. Mm, yeah, exactly. It's too so much. It's like I like you punch you punching them, you getting the height. If you if you spread them out, you getting tens every time. But in my head, you was doing the same dunk. Mm. So that's why I felt like Aaron got mad because he's like, yo, he's he keeps doing between the legs. Like, I know it's a different style of between the legs, but it's the same one. He just did it off the side, over somebody, and off the backboard, which is why in my head I'm like, y'all robbing Aaron because he's being creative. Yeah, that's a fact. I agree 100%. And it's happened to me a lot. It's happened to me a lot because it's a lot of – it's some it's some old school guys as far as dunking goes. They don't care what you do. Is like It could be the most creative dunk ever. But if it's not, if you didn't dunk it hard, they don't give a damn. So that's what it is. It's the emphatic. Like it's, it's, a, it's always a battle. It's like hip hop. I, I compare the dunk game to rap so much. And watch how I break this down. It's going to blow your mind. Let's go. All right. You got that dunker and you got an up and coming independent artist. Dunkers dropping videos on Instagram. His buzz is booming. Rappers dropping music on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Booming. All right. Rapper gets a feature from another high artist. Dunker wins the first big contest. Still rising. Now, rapper gets invited to first couple shows. Dunker gets invited overseas for first couple shows. Now, rapper is getting offers from agencies. Dunker is getting offers from agencies because they want to use him for movies, commercials. They want to use his likeness. They want to use him for 2K, things like that. Rapper's buzz is going up. Dunker's buzz is going up. Dunker stops dunking for a couple months. Rapper stops making music for a couple months, drops another hot song, drops another hot dunk. It's like it's in correlation. So it's wow. like when I, when, I, when I tell people how I made it in the dunk game, I treated it like rap. It's supply and demand. Like Currency is one of my favorite artists, too. And I like when like when I first started dunking Currency, Nipsey, Wiz, Big Sean, like that early 2000 era when they was coming in like yo this is how this is the game like we're gonna give y'all new cats the game on how to like take your money put it here put it here put it there and make it work for you i was like i i like this i think i can i think i can get with this program and that's why i put myself in this position because people don't know this but certain people some of my friends do i said in high school i think it was my sophomore year I said, all I want to do is travel the world and I want to be set to where I could take care of a family by 25. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I put that vision in my head and just let everything come to me and just work on what God had gave me to make sure I was prepared for that moment when it happened, whatever it was, because I'm also an artist. So I didn't know if I was going to be doing tattoos. I was doing that at the time, too. Mm. So I didn't know where it was going to go. 
But I was like, I'm going to stay ready for everything. So between basketball, art, whatever it was, I was going to be ready for that next step. And it just happened to be basketball. And now that I'm 26, I prepared myself for the next step after that, which is a career after basketball. Because I don't want to dunk when I'm 35 because I want to be able to still run around with my daughter. And jumpers knee is killing me. Yo, I actually, um, I actually just I made a comment. I just had jumper's knee last year, and I, it, I literally, and I'm not even, I'm not doing nothing what you were doing. I was just balling on concrete. I did 100 jumper jacks on concrete. Came home, I wasn't the same. So I had jumper's knee. I had to be out of commission from playing street ball for like eight months. But I have a comment, and then I have a question real quick. So speaking of Aaron Gordon, right? That the, for me, his best dunk that I've seen with my eyes is the one where he threw it behind his leg. Uh-oh. Behind his legs and then dunk, right? My question to you is, what is your best dunk that you've ever done? And then what's the best dunk you've ever seen? Whether that be from NBA or like... like other dunkers, other, yeah, professional dunkers. Okay. Behind the scenes. Um, for me, the best, dunk I, the best dunk I've ever seen in person... Man, it's a lot. Probably it might it it is Jordan Kilgannon, and it might be from Dunk King season. Yeah, definitely from Dunk King season one, his final dunk. Because I had never seen like I've seen people put both arms in the rim, but I watched him jump over somebody, cuff this one, grab another one off a ladder, and do that. And once I saw that, it let in my head. It was like, all right, with the right hand speed. Anything is possible. Any dunk is possible with my hang time in my head, if, as long as I get my hand speed up. Mm. That was probably the craziest I've seen in person. But the craziest dunk to me that I've ever seen, like on Instagram or anything, is my boy Isaiah Rivera. He had recently, like maybe four, maybe it's like six months now, 360 between the legs behind the back. You might have seen it. He's a little Puerto Rican kid. I haven't seen it. I got to look that yeah. up. Crazy. Isaiah Crazy. Rivera, right? Isaiah yeah. Rivera. Okay. Isaiah Rivera, 360. 360 between the legs behind the back, or was behind the back between the legs. One of those crazy, wow, crazy. Oh, as hard as dunk I've ever done, yeah, let's hear that. Yes. So I separate gym dunks and contest dunks, okay, because okay. I want to do all my crazy dunks in the gym because you can get a hundred tries in the gym, you get three in a contest. So, as far as contest goes, my hardest dunk is called the inverter, and it's I jump off my left leg, right, to dunk. And when you usually jump off your left leg to do it between the legs, you will go under your right leg. Okay. A J, okay. an inverter is me jumping off my left leg, then bringing that let that leg back in the air, going between it from not this way yeah. but this way, and finishing on the other side of the rim. So you 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 jump off the left, you poke it oh, out. Look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to see yeah. that. <laughs> This is my left leg. Right. I, jump, I switch it in the air and then finish like that. Oh. oh my God. I got yeah, I gotta look that up. It's called the inverter, you said, right? Yeah. Hold on. Matter of fact, because I do have my laptop right here. We can let's see if we can, Ooh, we, get, oh, we get a peek. Man, that's what I'm talking about, man. Damn, on demand. I'm sorry for y'all that are listening to this. Don't worry, the video will be out at some point. I can't promise when, but you will see. This in the meantime, YouTube this because the inverter by, by Jordan Sutherland is a problem. For Kendrick, right now, people don't give me Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, 
Well, they asking you for Kendrick. No, nah, I was playing uh Kendrick before uh on my laptop last, and they was playing. They just started playing "Sing About Me." Oh, okay, okay. You got, yeah, we got to talk about rap too because you got a lot. Oh, yeah, we got we, we this is this shit. We definitely got to do that. Where is it at? So, so while you're looking for that, um, I, I read somewhere one of your goals, I think it might have been for this year, was to meet LeBron James. Yes, that was one of my missions to meet LeBron this year. And, and, and where did that come from? Just you appreciating it by him or like what, what was why, why setting it such a near term kind of goal? For me, I'm a big believer in speaking things into existence and if you put the right energy into the world and it's meant for you to happen, meant to happen to you, it's going to happen. Like Westbrook is my favorite player in the league right now. And I just kept putting in the air, like I'm going to meet Westbrook. I'm going to do some commercials with Westbrook. And now five years into my dunk career, I've done two commercials with Westbrook, two commercials for Westbrook, two commercials with Westbrook and a dunk contest with Westbrook in Paris. So I just like I just believe in manifesting things and it's gonna come true. Like I've been around LeBron at an all-star game. I just haven't met him. Right. And it's different right. between seeing people and meeting them. Cause when it comes to me, a picture is cool, but I'd rather have conversations with you because that's a memory I have forever. Right. Anybody can get a picture. Like I've met Westbrook many a times. We don't have any pictures where I'm like, yo, somebody take a picture of me and Westbrook. Right. But I got memories just talking to him about family because he was about to have his twin daughters. When I was about to have my daughter, mm. so when I did my commercial, I was like, "Yo, how like how do you manage being on the road and being a father and just dealing with certain stuff?" And that's I just wanted to pick his brain on that. Like usually, people just be like, "Yo, I want a picture. I want the yeah. clout." I'm like, "Nah, right. just give me knowledge, and I'll be okay." Yeah, like drop that some just, game on me. It just goes to show you that you're an old soul, my brother. And you listen to old school hip hop like Red Man and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to well, throw it with Redman because it's one of my favorite artists of all time. So the fact should, that y'all do like that. We should talk about We, should, Noble, we should listen, talk about it. Reggie Noble changed lives. Funk Dr. Spot, people. If you <laughs> if you young and you on here, you don't know about Funk Dr. Spot, you you're losing in life, okay? <laughs> because like I tell people, just if you like for real, just listen to Muddy Waters, listen to the skits. Like that is a blueprint for some of the rap we got nowadays for some of these guys that's a little bit funnier in the rap game, but they like a street dude, but they want to be funny. Like he's that blueprint. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to be myself. I'm from Jersey. I'm from the bricks. Like, but I'm funny, but don't, don't mess with me. Yeah. I got bars. You are absolutely right, man. He's a trendsetter. I never seen anybody like him at the time. Like everybody was so hardcore to the core, but he was like, I'm hardcore, but I'm funny as shit. I'm like, yeah, I loved it. I just, it was a dynamic I hadn't seen. And he just, damn, man, you, I love that. I love that you even know that. You from the South, uh, right? Um, yes. And it's, it's rare, at least for me, to, well, particularly because of your age, to hear Southerners talk about up top rap like the way mm. you have i'm sure you appreciate a lot of south right because like i mean oh, yeah. if you if you tell me you don't like outcast we're gonna have to end this conversation right now i'm not three stacks is in my greatest rappers of all time conversation okay. so that's but that's me that's like we're not even gonna go okay. into that all right <laughs> but, but what 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 do you what do you attribute your um kind of departure from your immediate circle within you know georgia because you know it's 
probably it's, very different. It's just my family being from all over. The first rap album I ever heard wasn't a Southern album. It was Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 99. That was the first rap album I ever heard. Like, <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 99. That was it. Like, that was it. Let's talk, let's talk about how you prepare, right? How do you keep your conditioning right to to keep your dunks and your jumping ability as high? Because I know there's an aspect of it that is just natural ability, right? Because you probably wasn't doing no dunk workouts at, at all when you started dunking. But are you doing any of that stuff now? Has that been part of your regimen? So we still, like, as dunkers, you still got to, like, be in shape. It's just like any other sport. You got to be ready at all times because yeah. – Especially with the dunk game being like it is, like it being a rap game, you keep one one month you could be getting be on tour for the next three months, and then you come home and you don't get nothing for another four months. Mm. So you just always got to be in shape and just be ready for when you get that call because you get in that event, and if they looking for you to perform and you don't, you not performing at this one job just lost you ten jobs. Uh. So. You always got to be ready. You always got to be ready because as dunkers, we never know when we're going to get that call for an event. Like, I've done bar mitzvahs, parties. Like, I've done so much. You never know when you're going to get a call to be like, hey, we want you to dunk for 15 minutes here. Like, once, like last summer, I got off a plane from China uh, doing a trip. Two days later, I get a call like, yeah, we need you to dunk with Shaq for this Papa John's event. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So so you you have like a dunk agent? Like uh, an event agent? How does that work? I did. I did have an agent, and I did go that route, and it did work for me. Uh, it did help me in my career, but I, I found I, – I got to a point where, like, just like rapping, being an independent rapper, I could do it my, I can do it myself. Set up a business email. You can email me. I know my rates. I know what I would look for. As Over time, as I kept doing it and just kept reading all the contracts that I would get sit for certain events and just learning what, like, what was – like set in each contract and the payment days and just learning the mechanics of the game. I was like, I can do this. Mm. I might take a couple L's my first year, but I'll be winning in the long run. Right. Through the like experience. Over, like it, and then the fact all the mess ups I go through, I can spread it to the younger guys coming in the game. So when they do they dunk stuff, they on a whole different level. Like they taking it to a different level. That's why I love my guy Isaiah because he's doing like he's on Instagram. He's doing the training and all that stuff. And I want him to do that because that's what he wants to do. Yeah, For right. me, I have another big picture outside of basketball where it's like, yeah, dunking is, 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 is got to me to this point, and now it's time to get to my next point. Well, right. since uh, you're already thinking that way, why don't we talk about what that's supposed to look like? Well, let me, if, you, if you're comfortable. Because I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not the type so, to really let the cat out the bag until I start making, you know, building that. I just put the titles on the the list of things I want to be like when they bring up the name Jordan Sutherland. If you introduce me, it's going to be basketball player, dunker, actor, like model, artist, um, entrepreneur, spokesman. Like it just really the biggest goal I have is to be able to do a tour to where I'm speaking to kids. Like similar to what I'm doing with the Wizards, but it's without the like is including basketball, but it's more focused on the message instead of the basketball because um it's a lot of things I want to be able to say to these kids when I go to these high schools, but when I'm in Wizard, like doing the Wizard stuff, I get a 20, 30 minute window of their little lunchtime or whatever to talk to them, and then that's it. 
instead of me, I want to come to these schools, go in the auditorium, and we have an hour and a half seminar where I'm just like telling you, like, yo, like this is how I messed up in the game, like as far as financially and dealing with certain things and dealing with certain people and the ins and out on how to really just financially set yourself up at a young age if you're in the position to do it. Mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity to where you can save up some money and do certain things, then this is how you do it. If you don't, well, this is how as you're growing up, you set yourself up as you get older because we're, if you're in your 20s, you're young. I don't care if you're 28, 29, yep. you're young. Even if you're in your 30s, you're young. Yep. So you still have time. It's a lot of people that I personally like they didn't they didn't get on or get to the position they wanted to get to in life until they were 40 something, yeah. 50 something. Like it's a lot of people that didn't that's actors that are famous, they didn't get their first big role till 50. Right. So it's like your timeline is not you do not compare your timeline to anybody else's. Right. I'm like, yo, stay on your path. Just because you see them going left and they got to their destination quicker, that wasn't your destination. Right. So stay on your path and just keep keep your eyes forward. And that's like like really what I just want to try to spread to people because that's that's the biggest thing wrong with our generation is clout and trying to be something that you're not or be something that you think is what's ex- acceptable right. in your community or society or whatever. Like I know I'm a basketball player, but I know I like cartoons. I know I like anime. I know I like drawing. I know I'm a goofy, silly guy. I know I'm not serious all the time. I know you shouldn't try me, but I know I'm a laugh <laughs> and I'm be funny. So it's just like I want people to be themselves. Like I'm like, like I, I was I was thinking about this line uh, the other day that I said. I'm like, yo, just because you're from the hood don't mean you hard, and just because you hard don't mean you're from the hood. That's a t-shirt, right. bro. <laughs> Message. <laughs> you you uh i'm sure you understand this just given kind of part part of your journey has been magnified and kind of fast-tracked by by media right um mm-hmm. your own others what have you how much importance do you pay toward content creation and the business around it like do you take your content and try to monetize it like from a business perspective how do you see that no. With me, I have it's not I'm not like no disrespect to anybody else and how they feel, like especially when it comes to like training programs and doing all that stuff to get money and stuff like that. That's cool. But for me, I had a my late coach, Coach Friday, he was my track coach and one of my life coaches in a sense. Like he's a guy that like always like he you know he's the one that made me do track because he seen me in Jim Duncan. He's like, they're not going to let you on the basketball team. Please go get a scholarship doing track. Like, yeah, he was begging me to do track since my sophomore year. So when it comes to Coach Friday, all the lessons he gave me was free. He didn't have to ever come pick me up to, like, do – he did two-on-one practices. It was me and my brother Rolando and him, and we would just – it would just be us two. He'll come pick both of us up, take us to practice, feed us. He never had to do that. But he did this out the kindness of his heart and seeing potential in us – where other people was like wanted to write us off, like my basketball. He wanted to write me off. Coach Friday was like, "No, I know you can do something special in this world." So when it comes to me and content creating, I'm, I'm all about the fans. Like, it's like, it's like a Kendrick J Cole. Like, even if people didn't like J Cole's KOD album, he was gonna make it for the purpose of what it was supposed to be made for. So when I post certain things, it may not be the video that's going to go viral. It may not be the video that the algorithms, the Instagram wants me to post right now. It may not be that viral dunk. 
but it's some people going through it and they might have needed this laugh of me being silly like they like i know it's thousands of people that want to see me dunk but it's like 200 people that might be depressed because there's so many people on my instagram they needed a laugh so i might post a dance video people like we want to see dunks i'm like that's cool (laughs) i'm not here to please you i'm here to inspire the fans that genuinely have love for me as a person right so like People that be like, yo, Jordan, I just want to see you do good. Like, they be like, I don't care if you hooping, drunk. Like, I just want to see you be you. Those are the people I do it for. And, of course, my family aside that. But as far as, like, the fans and social media go, I'm not doing nothing for clout. Like, that's why a lot of people are like, yo, why aren't you verified? I'm like, I'm not I'm not finna shut for a check, for, yeah. for a blue check. I'm not finna go out of my way and try to, like, kill myself or harm myself to get some clout do some dunks or like do jumping over 13 like doing some wild stuff right. it's just not me i've always went my own lane like even when it could like it took me a lot of guys they post their misses because they just like yo i'm working on this or doing that and i never wanted to do that not because i felt like somebody was gonna steal it i'm like that's not complete mm. in my head i'm like kobe would never post videos of him missing 33 so right. it's like that was like me, but it took I, like people wanted to see that because it's kids that are like, yo, we want to see you fail. We've seen you succeed so much. We want to see you fail because we want to know you're human for once so we can feel like you. That's it. Like, every, like that's why people want to be so in tune with their favorite celebrities on Instagram, because a lot of people, as far as especially kids, they want to humanize you. They're like, yo, I know you're LeBron and you're, you're all of this, but. I, I need. I want you to be on my level for just right now because I look up to you so much. I just yeah. want to be able to talk to you as like you a regular human, even though your stature is that of like somebody. Some people think that's God like stature because that's what they, they hold some of these celebrities to. Yep. Right. And well, you know that's what? Why, that's the reason I want to meet LeBron because he's handled the the most pressure I've probably seen somebody handle like since I've been alive in my life of one person. And he's handled it flawlessly. Yeah, he's like been only his biggest mistake was the decision. And even when he did that, it still all went to charity. Yeah, yeah. So it's it like worked. even in his worst moment when everybody hated him, that still did good. Right. So I was like, yo, how do you deal with that pressure? Like, I'll be, I, I crumble under little dunk contest pressure sometimes. How do you deal <laughs> with LeBron James every day? Like, I want to ask him those questions. I'm more like. Like, like, what did you read a book? Like, did you like what do you what did you do over time? Especially, like, and I don't want to ask him for what age he is now. I want to ask when you were twenty six years old, because this is like that's like LeBron's almost pr- like he's he's prime now, but it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. But like that was prime, prime, Bron. Like prime, prime, prime. <laughs> that's <laughs> so. I just want to know, like, yo, how how do you continue to stay on the positive path? When I know all the negativity that surrounds you is, oh man, I, like how do you do it? It's insane. I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna listen for it because uh, when you do make it to that, I'll, I'll be checking for that because I want to know also because it's it's yeah, right. it's amazing. You're right. Like uh, being put in the situations he's been put in, whether it be himself or largely it's been others. He he comes out super respectful, doesn't go crazy. Like it's. Doesn't matter. You could be the most level-headed person in the world. There's gonna come a day where you're gonna just be caught off guard and you're gonna snap. And the amount of, I mean, he 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 has no privacy. He's been thrown out of one game. 
in oh, a seventeen-year career, you've yeah, been thrown out of one game. Like I tell people this, like I'm like, yo, it's a lot of goats back in the day that would not have made it if social media was around because they their career would have ended. Oh yeah, their career would have yeah. ended. Like if anybody who's on the live is still, if y'all y'all watch the last dance and y'all seen Dennis. While while now, James Harden is doing that right now, and he got social media. <laughs> I need, you, that was part of his antics, though. That was Dennis Rodman trying to call attention for himself. Or, or, or they say that he needed help, and that was probably his way of showing that he needed help. But like, I think tough. that's just, you know, it play, it worked out for him because he sold a bunch of books and he got money afterwards. Of you know, I think it's just. That's part of his but, demo. Wow. But people, I don't think what people really fully dive into when it came to Dennis was like, if when Dennis did what he did so comfortably, when I was young, it made me quite like, how long did he really want to do that? Like even prop like Bad Boys, uh, Dennis probably could still wanted to be dying his hair, but he was on the Bad Boy Pistons, so he all like, right. I can't, I can't be me with all these tough guys around me. I gotta be like this. So, in a sense. Maybe like because he was really a chill, like calm guy going before he got to Detroit and before the Bulls and Lakers and all that Mavericks. We don't count none of that, but it happened. <laughs> but when all that happened, it was like he was really like, yo, I've been hiding who I was. And now that I'm who I want to be, I'm getting all this backlash for it. It's like when you like he finally gets to a point where like all these years I've been being somebody else. And I finally feel great to be myself. And now y'all hate me for being Nobody me. likes it, yeah. You know, that, that brings up a point real quick. It, you know how you say people love you for your dunks, right? You get yeah. the attention that you get, right? At the end of the day, you're going to be who you are because this is who you are. So if you like coloring or cartoons or whatever it is that you like, and people don't like that about you, well, then fuck them because uh, you're looking for genuine support anyway. You know what I mean? So that, but you're still going to be you. You drew, let's say, you, let's say you drew two hundred thousand people, and let's say I don't know, hundred thousand really rock with you for real about whatever it is that you do. Hey, that's still a hundred thousand people. You 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 still in business? <laughs> I tell people this all the time. Like when I go to my Instagram, like I really look through my father, like who be liking my post, and it's not most people that's looking at like, yo, what celebrity did somebody come? Right. I'm looking for. If it's a group of the same 30, 40, 50, 100 people, like 100 kids, every video, no matter what I post, they liking it. And I know those fans. So when they message me, I'll message back. Like, I'll DM them. I'll awesome. say whatever. Like, because I know, like, if you just a come fly by fan, you're like, yo, how can I jump higher? No, nah, like, it's fans that come to me be like, yo, Jordan, it would just really make my day if you just said hi. Like, those guys I go out my way to make sure I try to talk to them if I can. Yeah. It's like I got the daughter now, so it's so much going on. Like yeah. my phone be dead half the day. <laughs> it's even down. Like I don't even be by it. So now I have that control. Like I have that power. Like that's a power to have in this day society. Is you can change a whole kid's outlook on their day, on life, on whatever they got going on. By just sending them a message, or if they tag me in a dunk video and it might be their first dunk on a nine foot rim, me just double tapping that video, just doing this takes two seconds. Yeah, just doing that. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not LeBron, I'm not these guys. They got so much to do, they can't be on social media all day. So, that little hour they on, if they might like a couple posts, they do that, but then they gotta go. Yep. Me, if I'm on 
I'm seeing what the fans are doing. Like I'm seeing what they want from me or I'm seeing that they just want to talk to me. Like it's, I had had no videos opposed doing quarantine, but old stuff, but I was still talking to fans throughout it. I'm like, like what you doing during quarantine? Cause they see me like playing the video game. They see me chilling with my daughter, my wife. So they just like, so what you been doing? I'm like, what you been doing? <laughs> like, yo, Jordan, you're so cool. And it's like, bro, I'm not in my head. I'm not supposed to be here for you to look up to me. Like you look up to me as you're a basketball player. Finna, like it's basketball players. It's going to go D one. It's been like, yo, bro, I've been watching you since middle school. And I'm like, damn, wow. I've been dunking. That like long six seven years now, so damn, that's crazy. Let, let me and and not to not to pry into the financials, but I'm curious. Like, um, when you go pro as a dunker, when you call yourself a professional dunker, right? Um, I know. Well, from what I gather, there's like maybe fifteen twenty guys that are like you consider like the pro pros, right? Be, okay, so tell so me, it's really. Maybe 10 to like maybe a solid 10 to 12, like that you can call in an instant and they know they got four. Like you can tell them they got a 20 minute show, you get three dunkers, they each got four dunks. They're gonna make them dunks first try, they're gonna be high level. Mm. It's ain't gonna be no fluke stuff. It's like 10, 11 of us, it's like that's that's at that level, right? Then it's some other pro dunkers where they can do the dunks we do, but they just haven't got that consistency yet. Got it. And then it's the under tier of I oh, call aspiring. them Instagram dunkers. What are the guys that I call I really call them the LA fitness dunkers because they don't do <laughs> contests, they don't go to a regular gym, they just dunk at LA fitness, they get their couple views and followers, and then that's it. But it's smart. Like but the, the dunk but, game, but like to when so, it comes to finances, it depends. Yeah, like you got a guy. And it's like, for, like it really depends. It's like the rap game. Like some rapper, like I, okay, I, I'll go back to basketball instead of rap. Look at Steph Curry and look at Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Right. If you a basketball person, you know really Clay Thompson is better than Steph Curry. But showtime. If you if you got Steph Curry pulling up from half, doing all these crazy shots, and he's doing all this stuff, and he's this little pretty face, green eyed, light skinned that's more markable than SpongeBob house face clay. It just is like clay look like Squidward's house. They be making all these memes. Clay don't, he's not a hyper guy. He's not, he's not going to give you that much energy, right. but if he's giving you 60 points off 11 dribbles, like <laughs> what you want? It's a fact. It's a fact. What you, you want? So it's a lot of dunkers. It's a lot of dunkers that put themselves in a position to market themselves to a certain audience that they want to market to. Like they can put themselves in a position to be a, more of the Steph type caliber. Yep. And then me, I'm sorry. I'm Westbrook. I'm the same all the time. People who people who really mess with me, mess with me. If you don't mess with me, it's like, it's because my brand of just like who I am, it does not match you. Like I can't fake it. Mm-hmm. I can't fake it for success. I've lost a couple opportunities like that, but it's like, I'm not going to, sell like sacrifice my dignity and who i am as a man and everything i worked for over these years to become a man for a couple thousand dollars that i I, i'm gonna get back yeah that's why if you look at a lot of my interviews most of them if they ask me any questions when it pertains to like winning money and contests i'm like that's not important to me because the money comes with what you're doing 
So you, I'm you, not you, in the position. I'm a professional dunker. I'm not just a guy dunking now. So it's like my checks are gonna come. Right. With what, like, as long as I keep myself prepared, stay like, stay healthy, my checks are gonna come. Now, if I'm a dickhead yeah. and I'm getting these checks, yeah, they're gonna come, but they're gonna start slowing down because people are not gonna want to work with me. Right. They're like, he's young. He can't. You can't work with him. He's he's Hollywood. He's prima donna. So at all times. I try to be humble. I try to like, yo. Know, I try to. Tr- I treat everybody the same. We're all humans. I cut you, you bleed. You gotta go to the bathroom. You pee. Like you take a <laughs> shit. Same way I do. You gotta wipe your butt. Like it's the same. So that's why I don't like people who tr- who use their celebrity to try to talk down on somebody. Yeah. Or treat somebody different. I'm like, you could lose everything in a day, and you right back where that person's at. And they could be the person that you need to help you get back to where you at, but you just disrespected them. Right. So, Yo, so- I'm Kat, man, I, I appreciate that about you. It comes across real heavy to how humble you are and why you are in the position you are. And I do want to say this, too. It makes a lot of sense because when you when you speak, you drop a lot of knowledge. So it makes sense that you want to be in your after your basketball career is done. You want to be able to speak to youth. Um, I, I take great pride in that. I'm a spoken word artist myself, and I've done, I've had opportunities to speak at different schools, high schools and colleges, and I perform, but I also talk to them. And I, for me, that's one of my greatest blessings. I'm also, I also co- coach little uh, high school kids. I love, I love being around kids. I, I love that. I just love that. And so I see that it vibrates with you, man. I just want to commend you on that. I don't even have a question right. about that, but I, I do want to uh, actually ask you a question regarding. Um, as far as just the state of like the professional Duncan, right? So my question is like, I didn't, I up until now, to be honest with you, I didn't really know that that was an actual lane, like to like outside of NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know. Maybe I'm just being real naive here, but I swear, like I didn't know it was an actual thing. You know, like I thought you might play on a team that you're known as like a dunker, but not like a professional dunker by itself. You know what I mean? So that's why when I first started, I ended up, I didn't do a dunk contest. I did ball up because I, all I knew, I didn't know professional dunking was a job either until I got into the street ball realm. And then I started talking to the guys who were dunking in street ball. I'm like, no, there's a dunk lane because like anybody growing up playing basketball, I knew, I knew two routes. You grow up, you go through the high school, you play AU, you go to college, you either go overseas and to the then to the NBA, or you go to the NBA, or you just go overseas. There's no in between. Like you or you at home playing at your local program. Like it just is what it is. Like that's was it. Dunking really that lane was created like 2007 from Team Flight Brothers and a, a company overseas called um Fly, uh, Duncan 101 Fly High Duncan. Like those two, they they brought guys that could jump. The, those guys you seen at your high school that could dunk, they might not have made it D1 or made it overseas, but they could dunk, jump their ass off. And they were like, yo, we're going to make sure they can still play basketball somehow mm-hmm. instead of them trying to figure it out overseas and they might not make it. And they just at home wasting their talent. And then the, the, like Vince Carter, he opened that door wide. Mm. That's why it started up 2007. Vince Carter opened that dunk, oh. that dunk door wide for people to be like, we can get, it's more dunks that can be done. And then the guys at home, like, yo, I can jump. Maybe I can do this. And then phew, you get social media, YouTube start taking off. They start posting them dunks on YouTube. Took off. Gone. We, we had, now I, that's how, that's how the dunk world was created. We have Ryan, uh, special effects Williams on the show. Um, he was, I think he was with team fly brothers, but definitely ball ball up too. I think Yeah, he was with uh, T- TFB 
that's when he had the braids. That was yeah. back in the day. He had the braids, but yeah. yeah. He he was talking about um just how social media impacted his his monetizing his ability to monetize right because just as he was joining those, those guys groups, lost a lot yeah yeah, those yeah. Guys, it's like the beginning years of rap like those right. guys took a lot of whips on the back for us yeah because like as far like special effects air up there um half man half amazing like the whole and one all those guys they took. L's for us because I watched and one get their stuff taken from under them. Like I watched them first, like come from the street, then they got the arenas and then they took off. And then I watched the company get sold and then all go down. Right. And it sucks because it always happens to stuff with minority culture. Like it always happens to stuff. We like we endear, like we create, it always happens that way. Like it always, somebody takes it over and then it's done. Yep. It's just. Yeah. I have a question for you, man. Uh, this, this is my last question. It's a dual question, right? So you being a professional dunker, and you've been to countless dunk contests yourself. You've also watched many dunk contests. My question to you is: Give me your top five NBA dunkers of all time, and then give me your top five non-NBA, like in your leagues or whatever, and you can include. Some. So. Now, people, this is like y'all might be like, that's not the top greatest dunk. No, this is it's my five. This is Jordan's yes. so five. So these like are the you. five dunkers NBA that inspired me the most. And I I'm always gonna say this five. Okay. Michael Jordan. Sure. Vince Carter. Dr. J. Sean Kemp. John mm. Kemp is the real. My first basketball number was forty. My first ever viral dunk was me doing the Sean Kemp where he kicked his back. Like Rain Man, that's like, bro, like that's my guy. That is <laughs> like you old school, yo. You, yo, my era. In the last, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. My last dunker is Clyde the Glide because I'm one foot and it wasn't a lot of one footers. Uh. So like I watched a lot of Clyde. Cause I was watching all them Jordan tapes. So when it was Jordan versus when they when that Blazers Bulls happened, that play and they was playing it on the VHS. They would show all the Clyde stuff, and they would show a little clips of him in the dunk contest. And I'm like, I want to fly <laughs> like that. Like MJ and Clyde and Sean is really why I wanted I wanted to be a one foot jumper. Like I seen the guys. I'm like, I'm not big. Like most of the guys that were two foot was big, powerful guys like Kemp. But Kemp, when he went off one, I'm like. That's graceful. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, he got the style with it. So, like, like Michael made me want to fly. Michael and Dr. J made me want to fly. They just made and Clyde. They just made me want to fly. Sean Kemp made me want to have style. He made me want to have that flair. Like when he dunked on Buddy one hand, two point, like that style. Like when you kick your legs out after you dunk, like that. I got that from him and another guy in the dunk community named Rudy Clemens. He's an older dunker, like when the game first started, but he literally showed me my style. If you look at a lot of my dunks, you go through my Instagram, even the last post I did, you'll see when I dunk, I throw my head away from the rim. I do that for two reasons. One, you can't hit yourself in the face like that. <laughs> and two, it adds a little extra flair to the dunk. Twitter, like, yo, you did so much. And that's how my legs start doing what they do in the air. And I'll, they be looking wild when I do my one-handers and stuff. So, like, my style gets me a lot of credit. So, that, like, I commend them for that. And my top five pro dunkers, excluding myself, Justin Darlington. I, 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 I'm curious about you, though. I'm, I'm yeah, curious where, about where you put yourself. yourself too. 
Okay, I do two lists then. I do my top five favorite. I do the top five all time for me. Okay. 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 My top five favorite, Justin Darlington. He's the creator of the under both legs dunk. That's like my brother. He's the creator of the under the both legs dunk. Jonathan Clark. Because he's just, Jonathan's like me. He's not afraid to do anything. He's not afraid to try anything. Um, Jordan Kilgannon. Because he changed the game forever. Like, you can't not, like, that's like Michael Jordan coming in with the baggy shorts and Allen Iverson with the braids. Like, without Jordan, there's a lot of dunks that just wouldn't be here. So, you right. can't, like, just, he changed the game. Um, Guy Dupuis. Because yeah, he was, like, nasty. When, I, when I say Guy Dupuis, that was, like, I was young Kobe and he was Michael to me. And I was like trying to like he was the one foot goat and I was trying to chase that. And now I'm the one foot, like I'm considered the best one foot dunker in the world. Like I took that, I, I wanted that. Like I was Kobe, I wanted that. Right. I'm trying to get to my fifth ring right now. Like that's what I'm like, that's me <laughs> with that. Gee. And hold on, Jordan. Oh, Chris Staples. Chris Staples is my last one. Okay. Because Chris taught me the art of consistency. Chris taught me the art of like, yeah, you can do high level dunks and that's cool. And that's going to get you Instagram fame. But if you can do five high level, like he, he had a quote for me is I forgot who it's from, but would you rather be the mat? Would you rather practice one kick a thousand times mm. or practice a thousand kicks one time? Bruce Lee gave me that. And I was like, damn, you right. And after that, I started winning so many contests. I started getting booked more because they found out I was consistent. I've always been able to jump high. I've always been crazy, but I always overthink because I'm like, damn, like, is they going to like this dunk? Bro, you jump you jump too high. They're going to love it. Like, just do the dunk. Just like, it it, it took it. me a long awesome. time to get to that point. Just do the dunk. I, I uh, Before we head out, um, I got one last question for you. For those people, like my brother and I, who aspire to one day dunk. And by the way, I'm, I'm turning 40 in a few days, so I think my number's up. But I'm not giving up. <laughs> how tall are you? How tall are you, by the way? Like, five, how tall five, are you? 5'10". I got a dude named Andy. Swear to you not, made his first dunk 41 years old. His oh, first one. No. Started training it. No he's, five, he's a white dude. He's about five. I want to say Andy's like 5'9". Yeah, like 5'9". No way. He's, he trained for a year. He trained for a year. Just like work. Because it's like this. I tell people this all the time. Dunking comes from three things. And you don't have to have all three to be able to dunk. Some people have the natural ability where they can just jump. Some people don't have the natural ability, but they work on it and they get, I call it the, the weight bounce. You get like you lift your weights, do your squats, vertimax, get your bounce. And the third is technical dunkers. You don't jump high. You don't lift enough to dunk, but you just know the mechanics of doing it. Like, I learned to dunk by finger rolls. Hmm. So, my, my first ever, that's why my wizard name is Ice, because I told him my, my dad, when I back in the day, he named me Baby Ice Man. Yeah. Because I always want a finger roll. Awesome, George Gervin. I couldn't dunk. From, from like, I just in. couldn't dunk. And he was like, yo, do that finger roll you do over the front of the rim, because you know you. Now the kids call it jelly. It's yeah. a finger roll, kids. Yeah. It's no different. <laughs> when I would finger roll over the rim, he told me turn my hand over one time and grab the rim. And I was like, what? I grabbed the rim for the first time sixth grade on a fast break. Didn't grab it again until eighth grade. 
Mm. Eighth grade, 13, about five, six. Like I said, I got a six, five, six, six wingspan. I drive baseline. I go up. I'm finna do a finger roll. I'm like, nah. I put two hands on it, hung on the rim. The rest is history. So what's the workout? Yo, what are the three things workout, that somebody like me got to focus on? Yo, what's the Listen, workout? Most people, like this is a real, this is realistic stuff. Like most people think it's all legs. No. You're not finna do calf raises and squats alone and be able to just be able to dunk. Like, it's so I found out the older I got, especially like as much as I was dunking with the Wizards, with some of the older guys on the team, how they tell me they maintain 10, 20 year careers. Stretching is the most important thing anybody can do in life as far as like keeping your body loose and, and being able to move around and walk. Like when we wake up, and you be like, damn, why does my body hurt? If you stretch, like take take a 30 seconds to stretch in the shower. Like one of my guys, King Arthur, he, he gave me a little thing to do. While you brushing your teeth, you can be sitting on one leg like this, brushing your teeth and just alternate legs. Mm. Get your body moving throughout the day. Because you're supposed to stretch five to six times a day. But mm. for most people, you got work, you got things to do. So if you just sit, like if you at work sitting at a desk or you just at the house, you watching TV, just get up and stretch for 20 minutes real quick. You're not doing nothing watching TV anyway. Just get up and stretch. And you'll notice you'll be able, like, you'll wake up. You'll be more refreshed. It's like, like damn, I feel good. I don't feel stiff. Mm. Because not doing it, especially during quarantine, your body gets stiff. Yeah. You're just sitting down. It gets stiff. And if you got years of that, those start hurting hands. the joints. And that's how your joints start hurting and all these things start happening. So stretching is the most important thing as far as, like, just even just outside of dunking, being an athlete and just trying to be healthy in life. Two is the recovery process, which people don't take serious enough. Like you can train all day, but if you're not taking care of your body after you train, you're defeating the purpose. So icing your knees, taking uh, Epsom salt baths, ice baths, every athlete hates them, but they're the best for you. Uh, stretch downs after a workout, making sure you stretch properly before workouts, because especially being younger kids, even me, I still have make mistakes where I'm like, I know I'm 26, so I know some days I can get up and go straight to the gym. Yeah. But it, I know I should stretch now because it will be I won't I'll be able to still do these things that I'm doing now in the next three years instead of dying off in a year because I'm not stretching properly. I'm not eating right doing those things. Third thing is, of course, like I was saying, full, it's full body. OK, so take and a bigger part of it is your core. So having a good core. Because when you, if you, if anybody knows when you jump, you can't just jump with your legs. I want, I want somebody to try to jump with just their legs without swinging your arm or something in your back tightened up or your abs or your chest tightened up. So once you figure out it's full body, that's when you be like, oh, these are the mechanics I need to take. This is what I got to do. I got to make sure my core is tight because when I'm extending the jump, my core tightens up, which helps my back lift up, which helps my arms go up, which helps this. It's all one working machine. That's our body. It's a work. It's a working machine. Everything helps each other to work. It's no different than Duncan. It's like you can't. It's like writing a, writing something on a piece of paper. If you close your eyes and try to write something, crap, what's going to happen? it's like oh use the like use majority like use every part of you even your mind when it's a mental thing too that's why kobe like mama mentality i love it because basketball is a lot sports life is mental you get beat down mental more than you get beat down physical right yeah dude's taking mental battles every day you might you might not got to a fist fight in the past 20 years but you battling yourself in your head every single day Am I doing this right? Or should I be doing this? Or should I go this way or this way? Like, 
I tell a lot of kids like this is the, my uh, final message, my outgoing speech. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I could tell everybody, especially me being 26 and just being through what I went through, you're going to fail, and you can't be a, you can't be scared of it. You can't have fear of failure because fear of failure carries pressure. It makes it puts a different type of pressure on you when you're like, damn, I can't feel, I can't feel. Don't be afraid to fall on your face and get back up. Like if if it's certain dunks, I'm like, damn, I done missed this dunk a hundred times in a row. I shouldn't do it, and I go back to it. Like I might have missed a dunk in a contest, and a year later because I didn't give up on it, that same dunk helped me win another contest. Mm-hmm. So that like that just goes with me as far as like y'all tell like like y'all say y'all can see it. I'm I'm a I'm going to persevere. Like, I'm going to strive through. I'm going to push through no matter what. Like, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to push through. So that's all I can tell people. Like, whatever you're going through in life, one is somebody that has it way worse than you. Facts. Like, it's always going to be somebody going through more than you, and it's always going to be somebody in a better position than you. So until you just accept who what's going on with your life and who you are and work on yourself and stop worrying about the outside, you're never going to be as successful as you truly want to be. And that's my final thing. Like, you'll never be as happy as you want to be in life. You'll never be as successful as you want to be trying to focus on what's every, what people are doing around you for their happiness. That does not equal your happiness. Mm. Yo, brother, you drop so much jewels and knowledge, man, you're going to be a goddamn scientist when we do your shit. <laughs> Yo, listen. <laughs> um... After we get out of quarantine, y'all need to check my man Jordan out um, at a at a city near you because the Harlem Wizards are going everywhere. So please, yeah, make make it your business. Check them out. They do a wonderful work with the community. I mean, I see I see flyers at every damn high school that I I run around and you know check games out. So they got a great show. My kids love them. Um, so do that. Also check for him on the on the gram. He's a uh, Jordan. Sutherland and it's S O U T H E R L A N D number 25. So two five. That's his IG. Uh, got some amazing stuff there. A- a- anything else we need to shout out, Jordan, before we head out? Um, anybody who's watching this right now on live, or if you're watching it later when we actually do post the video, if you want me to come back and do more, just let them know because I right. have no problem. I'll be a co-host, whatever. I love this stuff. So <laughs> what y'all, whatever y'all want, if y'all enjoyed it, y'all want a part two, or y'all want me to do some co-hosting, let me know. Bet. No, we love it, man. Yo, we definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we have a yeah. Joyce, say goodbye to everybody, baby shark. Bye, Joyce. <laughs> Uh, they say bye-bye. Bye. She is adorable. She's a cutie. Hi, hi, Brianna. Hi, baby. Hi. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. All right, oh yeah. Hey, y'all, y'all be safe out there, man. And Jordan, I, I look forward good. to ca- seeing you live one of these days, my brother. Jordan, Yo, I'm gonna hit you up, man. man. We're gonna talk. All right, peace. Oh, of All, right. All right, brother. Be safe, man. Peace. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.